I think you really said it really brilliantly. I think that freedom to do what you're passionate about. And I think your story is really inspiring for many and to be persistent in your ideas. So, yeah. But I don't know yeah. if, if in, in, in academia we have issues, but I don't know if there's something maybe beyond the academia industry, another entity we can come up with that merge two of them. I don't know, but that would be interesting. True, true. That is interesting. I mean, I think people talk about this. Um, at like higher levels, like um, you know, there are people who, who talk about starting institutes and things mm. like that, um, and, and have visions of like the ideal research environment. Um, and there are even some places that are that are like actually about that. Like for example, I did a, sab a sabbatical at the Santa Fe Institute, yeah, um, which is you know sort of a, a utopian vision of, of like a research community, but it's not truly utopia there because they still have to get money. Mm. Like they don't have enough, so so in the end, like they're still applying for grants over there. Um, I love the place, by the way. I think San Francisco is awesome. But yeah, yeah. but it just you know to really get to the utopian experience would mm. require massive, massive resources. Um, and I think um, it could happen. It might happen. You know, at least in AI, because of the fact that um, because like everybody cares about AI now, and that there are really massive resources pouring into it. So. I wouldn't put it past the world that, that there could be something like this that actually some best ideal idyllic situation could arise. Um, or even as you know, approaching like if you look at places like OpenAI where I am now, or, or, or DeepMind for example, um, or Facebook AI researcher. I'm not saying they are perfectly utopian, mm. but but you you see that they have been very well resourced, um, like DeepMind. Or, or, yeah, there are all these places and. And that that does give them a degree of, uh, of freedom to to give people something closer to the ideal. I don't think we're at the ideal um, from like the dream of the individual researcher, but closer. Um, and you know, there's always constraint even at those places because ultimately they live within the constraints of the funding environment and the missions that they have. So from the individual researcher's perspective, there's still going to be constraints, not utopia. Um, but it's closer, you know, to kind of the idyllic. Thing that, that we wish we all had somehow as researchers, um, but but nothing is quite there. And I mean, I, I would also point out that training the next generation remains very important, um, even if even if it's some researchers might find it distracting. You know, I mean, if I don't have to teach, then then I have more time to do research. Um, but it's something we also have to think about when we think about these kind of like utopian research visions. Is where will that come from? Yeah. Um, like if, if the utopia is created. And sucks in all of the greatest people in the world. But who is teaching the next generation? Then? Exactly. Um, and so, like, at some level, it doesn't just come down to money. It comes down to, like, everybody has to put in their fair share at some point to advancing the institution itself, um, which makes it makes it not perfect for everyone. I mean, like, you, you you can't have everything you want and also have the world be as good as it possibly can be. Some, you have to make sacrifices at some level. So, so I don't think anything will ever be truly perfect. Um, and but but we should still strive to, to fix like the intrinsic, very serious weaknesses that we have that we've talked about like over our conversation today. I, mean, I think we have some serious problems, um, especially yeah with the maintenance of diversity and the soul-sucking nature and the loss of talent in, in the academic world. And and we should struggle to do something about that. I agree with you. 